Welcome to the Luton Town International Podcast. My name is Gavin Daly. With me today is Alex. Hi, Alex. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. And how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Just rushed in from work because Nick was throwing a, a hissy fit. Nick is also with us. Nick, how's it going? Apart from the hissy fit? Hi, hissy fit? You're the one who's got us recording at 10.30 on a Friday evening on a bank holiday weekend. And I'm the one who's having a hissy fit? Come on. How the many beers have you on, Nick? That's the vital question here. What time is what? How many beers have you had? A few. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a Friday. This time so with me and Alex. This is this is what this was always going to happen. Uh, true, true <laughs> enough. But um, yeah, I, I saw this thing about uh, I saw this thing about um, you really know when you're in Britain when it's when it's 7:30 a.m. in the morning and you're at the airport and you see every person with a beer in front of them. That is obligatory. <laughs> that's also true in fairness yeah I remember, I mean, I remember when, if you're in an airport and the bar is open you have to be having a pint surely that is the law but yeah, I remember when I, I used to come to America when I used to come to America when I was just visiting before I moved here Jesus like I, I used to get like 5 6 o'clock flights so I'd have to be in the airport like 3 4 o'clock and you'd see them in the lounge and I'm just going like are they here from last night or have they just got here either way was this Brits or Americans or Paddy Yanks? This or? was Irish. This was Irish. Ah, yeah, that's Irish. loud. God that's bless fine. Dublin Airport. Dublin Airport. <laughs> God bless you. The Look, only it's, airport it's, it's simple. Shut airports down do not have a time zone. That is well known. Airports have no time zone whatsoever. If you're in the that's airport, true. the bar is open, yep. it's allowed to drink. Fine. Exactly. That's true. All rules are off. So, guys, since we've last talked, there's only been one game, and that's Middlesbrough. Mm. Uh, we won it against Middlesbrough's reserves. So, Nick, what, oh, what's oh, it when you're, you're looking you're at this? You're totally already with the reserves, aren't you? They made a few changes. We made a few after half time and everything else. So, well, they weren't playing their top straight top goals for so. That's not quite reserves, though, is it? Uh it wasn't their first. Do, do you take any bearing in that game if we were to meet them in the playoff final? Nah, not at all. I think exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think it's other than amusing some of the absolute meltdown their fans had over the penalty for a game. Let's face it, decided basically who plays Tuesday, who plays Wednesday in the second leg. That was it. That was all that was riding on the game. Mm. But um, yeah, you don't take you don't take any bearing. I mean, I think you see, saw a couple of things like Archer was a decent striker. They worked out a couple of balls, sort of you know, through one led to the goal. They tried about three, four times beforehand. But uh, it's um, playoffs again; they're different. So. Like crew, I mean, going years, years back, our first playoff final, first of many, is I think we beat them, we beat them, and then we beat them six nil, then we lost in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the things I took from the game was also that their their left side really gave 
Cody Drummond is something to 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 work on. He actually really struggled in the first half. I th- I thought. Um, so the the left hand side of the Middlesbrough team is really good. It's it's difficult to take anything though because it's a game basically thinking it was a dead rubber game essentially, wasn't it? So. Yeah, well, it all depends on how much energy and, um, like I, I I believe the last two games they are going, yeah, it's going to be completely. I I don't think you could get more two random games. I I would definitely not bet on any of those games, for sure. Well, I, th- I think Blackburn probably hoping we play a weekend team. There's half me thinking, play a weekend team, lose to Blackburn, they might get in the playoffs and they're shit. It's like yeah. Oh. It's like, oh. Oh, he's come around to my way of thinking, Alex. I, th- I believe I said on this podcast last week, if there's one team I wanted in the playoffs, it was Blackburn. Congratulations. Oh, sorry, I was supposed to pay attention. Side. Come on. Yeah. Congratulations. True. Welcome to the dark side. But, but tr- true enough. But, 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 but in their defense, they, they still have two games to play and one, only one of them is against us. And they, so they can still, they could still mess it up. Even if we, even if we drop the ball on them. So um, yeah. if, if it had been the last game of the season, I would probably definitely, well, I wouldn't say consider losing. I, 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 no, I think basically if you rob Edwards, you don't start, oh, let's throw game C we want to play. You're thinking because that's a dangerous game to get into. You're thinking, right, oh, yeah. we'll do our best. We play who we play. Yeah, did, if, if we had a, if we had a, if we had like a really shrewd manager, like, uh, like, a, like a certain ex, ex Chelsea and Real Madrid manager, we, we probably would look at uh, look at um, losing the game on purpose, but um, I think Rob Edwards is, has too much integrity to think like that. Well, I had a peek of the Blackburn Thought Forum, and it's basically the game coming up, and they said, "Oh, Luton, very limited side. Uh, hello, we're third. That suggests we're not that limited. Oh, they've got some big lump up front who can somehow score goals, which is more than the Blackburn team can." Ah, oh, yeah, they, they they did have a really good striker, but he has really fallen out of form the last two seasons, haven't he? Well, he's presenting match of the day now, isn't he? Uh, I'm talking about Cher. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not talking about Cher. I was talking about uh, half Chilean, half of British player. Diaz. Um, Diaz, yeah, that's the one. Um, he, 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 he used to be good. I don't know what's happened to him the last two seasons. I don't know. I mean, I, I did see something else. Someone goes, oh, would you swap scores with Luton? And someone says, yes, they have strikers. We don't. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, like, if you look at their goal difference compared to us, I think they're on minus eight and we're, not, we're on plus 18 or something. So if they're going to complain about us being a one-sided team, I would say they're a team that doesn't score goals. Well, I absolutely love minus just... Minus three, by the way. Minus three versus plus 18. And again, another yeah. point I made last week on the podcast – Welcome to the dark side. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and they also is, have uh, Tyler Morton out for the end of, for for the end of the season as well. Blackburn, I think. And he was normally 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 it's me doing the trolling, but I honestly think you two are trolling me now because you're basically just agreeing with everything I said on last week's podcast. Yeah, like I said, we, we, don't, we don't pay attention to you. We don't know what you said last week. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're like we're we're like we're like mansplaining everything, Gavin. <laughs> so we're we'll, we're going to start with the Millsburg game. We're going to start uh, from the penalty and work backwards because Nick, I want to know how many replays did it take for you to think it was a penalty? Five. And I think the fifth Alex? is basically sitting in my phone. Uh, it was I'll, seven for me. Seven for me. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was like sixth, sixth or seventh. I remember, like, they were showing all these replays, and I was just sitting there thinking, if that was given against me, I'd be fucking pissed. If that yeah. was given against Luton Town, I would be pissed. And then there was one angle, one angle that they showed where you can clearly see the goalkeeper's knee catching Morris. I'm like, yeah. okay, it's a penalty. It's a, it's a dead-on penalty. But the fact that the referee saw that, I do not believe for a second. Uh, yeah, well, this, this comes up with something we discussed on the last podcast where I kind of take, took the big stand in defense of the referees because I actually thought that that referee was one of the better we've had all season, not just because he gave us that penalty, but the fact that he actually, well, the, the fact that he actually spotted that, that, that touch. Did he spot it? Did he not? We I will don't, never know. I don't know. I mean, of, of course you see it. You, you call for a penalty, the referee gives it, and you see the replays, which obviously don't have the benefit of if, if you're at a game. I yeah. think, okay, there's nothing there. He's gone over. I don't think he dived. I mean, that was the thing. He's saying, oh, he's had him. I don't think he dived. I think, no, he didn't dive, but I wasn't convinced it was a penalty. And I think, oh, no, there's contact, so therefore VAR does not overrule it. Whether VAR gives it in the first place, I don't know. But VAR doesn't say that's not a penalty. So so how I understand VAR, um, and this goes a little bit on the knowledge I have about football VAR, but also a little bit about how rugby league does VAR, um, it's basically, it's basically, if there is, it, it's not like it's not like in court when there is a reasonable doubt VAR would overturn. It is if it's if the referee blatantly misses something, VAR yeah. would overturn. It's and in clear, this not, clear and obvious yeah. error, I think is the phrase, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And and in this case, you can't argue clear and obvious error. So even if VAR had been in action, they would still have allowed the goal. The way I look at things. Yeah, I think that's the thing. The, the allow the penalty. If would VAR have given it? I don't know, but equally they wouldn't overturn it. I mean, you, you see it when a VAR approach phase. It's basically as soon as they send the referees to the pitch side cameras, that referee is giving the decision. Yeah, but but uh, so even if he had he gave it, so if he had been to, he if he had been turned to the pitch side cameras, they would have had to shown him the exact angle because I think we saw it from at least five five different angles and it was only yeah. on the seventh take that I could see the contact so how long would that guy have to be standing there again looking at the screen before he would actually see the contact that's that's something that that's debatable if he actually would have seen it but uh, yeah VAR would have picked up on it on from the angle um, but this is why point. I hate VAR because I think okay penalty decision or goals or something you don't want to have to wait seven replays in the studio and then by before they go down and say right what do we think? Yeah. What do we think? What do we think? What do we think? What do we think? Uh, yeah, and it doesn't and, and always, then, VAR doesn't always get it right either. It's like a, if you yeah. got it, like if go back to the World Cup. It's Hurricane got taken out sort of, um, well, just outside the area in the build-up um, to the France first goal. And VAR didn't give it. I mean, it was actually quite blatant, but VAR goes, oh no, can I only go back 10 seconds? They're thinking, right, yeah. have it or don't have it. Work it out to use it or not. Fair enough. And Here, and, and, here, we, and here so, we go, Alex. Here we go, Alex. We were robbed of a World Cup. We should have won the World Cup. Fucking Brits. I didn't yeah, say that. Well, at, at least I didn't they say that. To I the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we can't really complain, Gavin. Nah. But, uh, but, uh, but my biggest concern with VAR is that soon we'll have... This VAR is sponsored by McDonald's. Oh, or freaking... Big back and penalties. Yeah, that's that's the yeah. This penalty, this penalty, this penalty call was sponsored by Coca-Cola. That's that's what we're gonna get soon, and this that's gonna piss me off so much. 
Um, but anyways, yeah, but yeah, I think we can say we're all in agreement. We we all agree that it was a penalty. Was it a soft penalty? Probably. No, we, we, a- we, we've had more blatant penalties. A lot more blatant penalties that haven't been given. So, yeah. I mean, it was. But I mean, it, it you'd say evens out. It doesn't really even out. Apparently, things even over the season. I'm not quite sure. I believe that, but uh, oh, you'll take it. I mean, I'd much rather have a soft penalty in the playoffs. To be fair. Oh yes, absolutely, yeah. Although, although if it goes to a penalty shooter, would you want a soft penalty at shootout? No. Would you want to see? Would you see? Would you see? Like to see a certain Walker lob? <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! With our penalty record taking, I'm scared. <laughs> oh, I would, I would just going straight for the heart thing there and going going to the York, York playoff, the penalty shoot. I actually, I actually think it was a Stonewall penalty. I think the goalkeeper makes contact with Morris. Morris yeah. goes down. I think if the goalkeeper doesn't make contact with Morris, Morris has gone around him and he sticks in the back of the net. I, th- like, I, yeah. think, th- th- I think Morris is falling anyway, to be re- fair. Yeah. Because but of like contact. The, the, yeah. But then again, you, you if you look at the rules as written, uh, and uh, you, you would also wonder why the heck, if it was contact and it was penalty adjudged, why didn't the uh, goalkeeper... Goalkeeper wouldn't get sent off because... Uh, Morris was heading away from the goal, but he was tackled, so technically that should still have been a yellow card. I don't know on the rules, because, I mean, as you say, he's running away from the goal, and also, I don't think it's a deliberate foul. Mm, but, but, but still... I think, but, I think that but, what, that's what might have stopped the goalkeeper from getting the yellow card, is that you can blatantly see that the goalkeeper pulls his hands back in when he knows he's not going to get to the ball. The problem is, his knee catches Morris. Yeah, yeah, but like, yeah. yeah, even if the ball is facing away from the goal, it should still have been a yellow card. In my in my eyes, that only prevented him from getting a red card because the ball wasn't heading towards goal. Um, so uh, no, no I, 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 I think the I think the red cards the red cards now I think they've changed it slightly. It has to be kind of a deliberate for red card a deliberate a deliberate sense of it. So a handball on the line, um, rugby tackling someone from behind. If it's basically if it's an effort to play the ball, then if you even go in goal, it's not red. Yeah, and I think I think the red card rules are so 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 difficult to spot. Like, I think I think one of the red card rules, if if you perform a voodoo ritual involving human flesh, you might get sent off. I think I think that's yeah. only if it's uh, referee's flesh. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. So yeah, but yeah, <laughs> the rules are somewhat the rules are somewhat obfuscated and. Um, so so convoluted. It's, it's it's as a fan, it's it's hard to pay attention and, and to understand. And, it's, and like, it's it's like yeah. the handball rule, though, isn't it? I mean, the handball rule. Does anybody honestly know what the handball rule is now? Uh, um, ball hand. No, hand to ball deliberate. Yeah, and like 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 should there be a rule that all players should have their hands tied behind their back? They I think football? it's a, I think it's a, a natural position, but your, your arms are by your side. That's yeah. a fairly natural position. So, unless uh, unless basically you, you chop your arms off, it's going to happen. But it was um, mm. it just seems oh, yeah. no, nobody knows the interpretation, not even the referees. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe all football players should have their 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 arms chopped off. That would maybe be, a problem uh, for the goalkeeper. <laughs> okay, maybe not for some goalkeepers if they can't get can't catch cross. But ah, come on, Rene Higuitas, his scorpion save. Come on, it's fully possible. <laughs> That was that was awesome. That that it's was impressive. Possible. Yeah, on, it's fully possible to be a goalkeeper without arms. No, that, that's, that's Scorpion's save. This is going back a long way. 
This is a goalkeeper decides to shit house with a scorpion save from a country who shoots players who score own goals. <laughs> well, there's the logic of it. Anyways, uh, yeah, moving on from from the from the penalty shootout, um, we should probably discuss other things that happened in the game as well. Um, yeah, so obviously, obviously, Carlton Morris's goal was the one that won us the game, but we went one 0 down. Tom Locke here equalised just after half time. Millsburg were looking for a, a, a free kick. It seems Nick in the build up to it, saying that he may have uh, blocked someone. Uh, Locke here. But at the end of the day, a great header, bullet header. That's what you that that's what you want from set pieces from your defenders is them getting up there and and uh, and finishing like that. And I think yeah. that's the first goal we scored absolutely direct from the first phase of the corner as well. We'll yeah. See. yeah, and and also the the thing that the thing that um, you might say, oh, it's a standard goal, it's a header from a defender. But if you actually look at the angle and you actually see that. Uh, the ball coming in. The ball wasn't actually coming in at the head high. He actually had to dive in to get to that header. And so, well, with, with all those feet and arms and bodies in the way, he just put his head there and, and managed to get the goal. And and that that's pretty incredible. Well, I think as guy points out, he said he basically blocked his own player. He made his own space. So he blocked the runner, then got in, then got the header. And I don't I don't see an issue with that. It's uh, and if the Middlesbrough want to complain about that, then you know, when they got in the other game. There's basically, I think it was uh, Jordan Clark got taken out by foul in the way. So thinking, right, short memories, whatever. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm going to pour some ice in 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 the the, the hot-headed Americans' uh, blood here. I'm going to <laughs> ask him, what did you think about uh, the Middlesbrough goal? <laughs> it was a fucking joke, absolute joke. Like I I I don't understand. Like the only th- I I. The only thing I will I will say is that Bradley has not played a lot this season, which means he hasn't played a lot with Horvat. There was major miscommunication between the two of them. I don't know why Horvat's coming out that far. Bradley slows down, which he shouldn't do. If anything, you see Horvat coming out, you run to the other side and keep going at the same pace. I think if he had done that, he could have cleared it off the line. Not but what an absolute calamity. Calamity but between the two players. Yeah. But why did Horvath come out, and why did he come out in the I've way no he idea. did? It just looked like it. Just I've no looked idea. Like one of those comedy Benny Hill comedy shows, the way it came out. <laughs> I I I plan on I plan on asking him on our weekly chat. Ah, okay, yeah, good, yeah. I know all you Americans you know. get together once. <laughs> we once all stick week. together. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like Burns victims. That's good. Um, <laughs> my cat. Stop I ripping think- off Jimmy Carr's jokes. <laughs> I think McCamba warns a comment as well. I think McCamba's uh, uh, game warns a comment as well. I think, well, we we pretty much would uh, comment on every game uh, he's he's playing at the moment. But but yeah, McCamba's passing throughout the game was just spot on. Uh, amazing yeah, he's, player. He's well. been he's been he's been a fantastic pickup, and I know it's yep. only unknown, but like what what a pickup! You can like, I always hear the saying, "Oh, he's Premier League class," you know, and to me, it's always going like, well, anyone that plays in the Premier League has to be Premier League class, surely, unless you're absolutely fucking shit. Eric Jemba Jemba, Manchester United fans. Uh, but he, uh, you can see the Lucy Pan podcast, yeah. That that one, that ha- one was ha- from my brother. Or Harry Maguire. Harry Maguire is, is also a good. There you go, and an up to date one by Alex. 
Um, yeah. But yeah, like you can see the class, you can see the Premier League class there. It's like it, it's the, he stands out head and shoulders above everyone else on the pitch. Yeah, just and, and, just and, just the calmness. Yeah, it's, I wouldn't say it's head and shoulders above the pitch, but I mean he's sort of you know he does know how to break up a tackle, and some of his passing was actually really his passing was quite sublime. It surprised yeah. me, and it was. Um, I saw some article, I think it was based on the clickbait articles from video fans. Oh, this is why Villa should offload. Oh, this is only his pass completion rate. This is only his tackle rate. So basically, it's, it's a shit article based on stats. You'd probably like to Gav. Yep, loved it. Send it to me. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't write it. And, um, and speaking of... Speaking I can either of, confirm nor deny that. Speaking of uh, impressive efforts, um, we were 2-1 up... Um, we wanted to make some changes, and for 15 minutes, uh, we had Barry on the pitch. We had two Barrys on the pitch. I think we had three. <laughs> he was everywhere. Yeah, uh, that was that was amazing. Uh, that that tackle in our own box. Well, it was a, it was a kind of flying two-footed lunge that actually got the ball. Put it back, perfectly fair tackle, and um, you think how? Yeah, I, I I just couldn't understand how he managed that, and to to also know that he was on the yellow card when he did it. Yeah, he just, was kind of. Yeah. I think he was fired up. Yeah, yeah, like like I think I think um, Edwards must have said something to everyone. You're playing for your contract next season, and uh, or you're in the shop window for next season, and yeah, those 15 minutes. I think I think all of those 15 minutes of Barry should probably make it on his highlight reel when his agent is touting him now for either a new contract at Luton or or a contract at a new club. I don't think you need a highlights reel to tap for a new contract. I think the manager's probably seen you enough. I hope so. I really hope so because I like Barry. I think he's a bit of an unsung hero for us and. Uh, and he, he does come from a team that I have a certain reputation of having a soft spot for. But but I think he has really, really proved, proved, proved to the Luton fans that he deserves another contract. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing with Barry. Here's the thing with Barry for me is that I don't think he's ever going to be good enough to be a starter in that Luton midfield right now. And you would think that we're only going to get stronger. But you cannot tell me there's any player in that team that when he comes on the pitch, if he's on the pitch for 90 minutes or whether he's on the pitch for nine minutes, plays with more heart, more desire and more willingness to either equalize if we're behind, score the winner or hold on to a lead. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think I think Luke Barry is probably I think he's out of contracts in the summer. Nobody knows the contract length. I would think, unfortunately, logic says he probably goes because age, experience, especially go up and thinking he's squad place. But you'd love to see him stay as well. Yeah, like I think he's about either 29 or 30 now. So, so like giving him a long-term contract or a two-year contract or something would probably go go against the the, the business way we are running at the moment. But come on, that that effort, just that effort alone, those 15 minutes, just. Just says it all to me about why why we should keep him at the club. But then again, we we can't really complain about the transfer dealings at the club uh, either because they have been nothing but sensational these last few years. So whatever happens will happen. But in my opinion, Barry Barry would still be a a great uh, addition to the to the squad. I mean, I think it's, I wouldn't I, say I, I, thought... I wouldn't say sensational. I wouldn't say sensational, Alex. 
I mean, Musque, Mendez Gomez, Ferreira. Uh, well, I would say, yeah. <laughs> you're you're well, pretty sorry here. So, yes, Musque, yes, obviously hasn't quite worked out. Mendes Gomez bought some potential. He's doing potential in League One. Whether he steps up or not with this, I don't know. He's also bought in a position we don't really play. But there's raw potential yeah. there. So some work, some doesn't. And Pereira was a free transfer. Yeah. Matt Macy. Yeah. So Matt but, Macy's but, but, obviously um, in potential in League One because he's uh, doing well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, I, I, yeah. Don't get me started on our, our signings of goalkeepers because I've, I don't. Maybe maybe goalkeepers is the only position where I don't I don't think we've had any solid one since uh, Mark Tyler in the conference. And um, that's the conference as well. So most of the keepers who signed would be very very solid in the conference. That's yes. the difference. Uh, and and speaking of uh, speaking of uh, speaking of players, we we also had a youth team debut, and we finally figured out what it takes to become. A youth player making his debut uh, for Luton Town, you have to have the initials JJ, don't you? Yeah. Julian James, James Apparently Justin. So. Yeah. Yeah. So so now now we're gonna uh, yeah, especially if you're a, a, a back player, yeah. Uh, but now a now we're yeah. gonna say yeah, we're gonna say Jake Berger. He's gonna change his last name to Jake Jurger, and uh, yeah, all all of these players are gonna change their names to have the initials JJ, aren't they? Uh, it doesn't always work. I mean, we had Jake Jervis, remember? Uh, well, true, but he wasn't <laughs> a youth team player. <laughs> so, he was he so was the best player, but yeah, yeah, well, yes, he was a talentless player as well, but he wasn't a youth team setup player. He didn't come from the Luton youth. So, so but yeah, Jesus, let, Nick, flashbacks. Let, yeah, let's let's talk about let's let's <laughs> talk about Joe Johnson's debut. Um, obviously, it's 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 hard to judge a player on. On the, the the short time he was on the pitch, I believe it got 15 minutes, if you add on the overtime. But I thought he was pretty solid on left back, wasn't he? He seemed quite unflappable. I mean, I also think it's probably quite a brave call. I mean, on one side, on one hand, you're saying, right, here's a game we're winning. It's there's nothing really on the game. I mean, there wasn't. On the other hand, you're thinking it's also a team against them. You know, fourth on Sky TV, 17 year old, go and have a debut. Thinking, okay, that could be pre- that could be perceived as pressure, quite a lot of pressure. I do, yeah, I, I think so too. And you know, he 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 made his he made his debut at home in front of a completely full Kenworth Road, and 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 he 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 had to perform because, as you say, it was two one. There was still 15 minutes left to play, and Middlesbrough was in the ascendancy as he came on. So I thought, I thought still it was a solid debut. He he didn't shy away from he didn't shy away from tackles. He didn't shy away from difficult situations, and he 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 got stuck in there. And I thought it was a really great debut. And and to think he's only 17 years as well. I, mean, we I think you've a- hit the nail on the head there, Alex, um, in saying that you know defensively he was sound. You know, he came on for the last, he came on the 83rd minute, so given extra time and everything, probably about, yeah, probably right, probably about 11, 12 minutes he got. Uh, and Millsper, as you said, were in the ascension. They they were clearly dominating the game, pushing to try to get an equaliser. He came on, he didn't put a foot wrong defensively for those 12 minutes or whatever he was on the pitch. I think a lot of that had to do with the back three that he's playing with in Lockyer, Bradley and Bell. Experienced, know what they're doing, or probably talking to him, letting them know, hey, 
do this, do that, step back, go forward, whatever. Uh, but what I what I would like to see is I would like to see him play in the game, play in a game where we're in control of the game and where we're yeah. attacking because we yeah, didn't really get true. to see that side of him. And I, I, I like that's the defensively he was fine, but yeah. he didn't get enough opportunities for me to get forward. Um, which is understandable with Mills for pushing forward. I was about to say, it's 15 minutes against a team fourth place who have got some million pound strikers or some middle reserves, you point out. So, <laughs> yep. Well, even if it was Middlesbrough reserve, like with the with the wage uh, with the wages they're on and and with the value of their squad, Middlesbrough reserves was still probably higher uh, higher value than the Luton squad. Yeah. yeah, higher cost. And that does not uh, mean that I think that, that the Luton players are worse than the Middlesbrough players. I'm just from a technical point of view. Uh, from, 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 a, from a point of view of how much they cost and how much their wages are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and, and yeah, we still, we still, I still felt we were pretty, we, 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 we were pretty much in control most of the games. But those last 10 minutes uh, plus at a time where we were probably a bit wobbly. But yeah, his his ad, addition to to the team and him coming off did not it coming on did not uh, make us weaker. It it, it made made us ju- look just as good and, and and even better in in my opinion. I mean, okay, we're obviously not doing this game completely chronological. We start at the penalty, work backwards, work forward, back work backwards a bit more. But I mean, just to say on the middle of the press, it's yeah. first ten minutes we weren't getting near it. Then for the next fifteen minutes we were actually penning them in. Not creating a great deal, but I think the main stat that comes out is they had one shot on target. Yeah, they scored from it, and I think they had been targeting Bradley and obviously the goalkeeper coming out. To be fair to Horvath, he did make a good save coming out earlier. Well, a good sort of inception earlier, uh, but he got that one completely wrong. But it was um, it seems to be ten minutes, then sort of ten minutes of tendency, and so you can have a look and think, oh, Middlesbrough, yeah, all over, and then they weren't, and then we were all over. So that's the way it would go. That's where it going in the playoffs as well. Yeah, totally agree. I think there, there, there was periods in that game where Luton, where Luton really showed their class and really showed why they're third in the championship. Uh, and then there was there was periods where Millsborough showed why they will be a problem in the playoffs uh, for any team, including ourselves, if if we were to meet. But as as you said, Nick, it was one of them games where nothing. It was a good game for a game that had nothing on the line, absolutely yeah. nothing. So you can't you can't really complain if you're if you're either team, you can't really go and say hey you know this or that or whatever. Luton got their got their chance to rest players in the second half. Millsborough decided to rest theirs from the start. Uh, we've seen a debut for a young player, which we've we on this podcast and I know a lot of Luton fans have been calling out for years for us to see more people come through the youth ranks. Uh, it should only happen if the if the guys are good enough, and that's what Rob Edwards said about. Joseph Johnson is that he was good enough. He's impressed us, you know. Mm-hmm. That that's the right that's the right way and the right reason to give someone a debut, you know. And as we said, he did he did very well. He did he didn't sh- didn't show away from challenges. Didn't didn't look like the stage overwhelmed them or overawed them in any way, shape, or form, which is always good for a young player. Uh, mm-hmm. And in in general, I think Luton were good value for their win. I think. Overall, we deserve to win. Yeah, well, draw, win, whatever. I mean, I think the Middlesbrough, the Middlesbrough meltdown has all been quite amusing if you've been watching that at all or sort of have a look on the social media. It's hilarious how badly they actually take it. 
Well, uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's they, they, that's oh, them. Welcome back, Alex. Yeah, they they they, they were absolutely uh, they were absolutely uh, uh, being very miffed off. I think I think you know we've had we last season we had the teams like Luton hashtag, but uh, and this season we probably could have done the same. But yeah, I think they were the most prickly paired uh, fans fans of all the fans. Travelling to to Kenworth Road this season. Well, so the, the teams like Luton stuff are actually going back on the Reading game. I sort of had a look at their message board beforehand, and their message preview said, "Okay, anyone think Luton? Luton are now a good side again. You do not get to the playoffs two seasons in a row by being a bad side." And I love the fact people actually underestimate it still. But if you look at the playoffs now, you've got three teams there who would be unfancied to make the playoffs. Yeah, exactly, and um, yeah, crazy. I mean, you've got us, you've got Sunderland, you've got Coventry, and then you've got Middlesbrough. I mean, Sunderland, Coventry, us, people wouldn't have said, oh, yeah, they'll be playoff teams. Yeah, there yeah. Were some people, there were some people who said Luton would be there or thereabouts again this season, which which fair play to them. I know one, lot, one, one person on the, the second-tier podcast, he was very adamant that Luton would be in or around there again this season. Well, he called third, didn't he? I think he did call third, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, looked, I looked at it because somebody brought up all the comments and I saw him where this comment said, the way we're setting up, I think Nathan Jones is targeting second. And I think he probably was. And it's, uh, well, we've got third, close enough. I mean, people laughed and said, oh, yeah, Luton, no. And I thought, no, the way the whole club works and everything else, the signings, he was targeting improvement. Yeah. Okay. After out of the one of the other bigger, uh, the, the YouTuber, Benjamin Bloom, I think he had us in seventh. Um, before before the start of the season, so I think I think most of the people who spend a lot of uh, spend a lot of time as a neutral uh, looking at uh, as a neutral or as a fan in championship uh, pu- publishing things about the championship uh, probably have uh, recognised and acknowledged that Luton Town um, is actually a, a, a force in the championship. I think the issue we have with the playoffs, if the playoffs were as they stand now or close, I think you're right. So at the moment, Sunderland the sixth. Last four results against Sunderland? Draw, 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 draw. Yeah, a lot of draws, yeah. Um, Coventry, last three, last about four of the last five, draws. And then yeah. potentially Millwall, again, draw, 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 draw. Probably have more draws. I, I, I will... I will look, look. I will show this out here though, Nick. I will show this out here. No sixth place team has been promoted from the championship within the last ten years. No, that I doesn't know. mean they did they didn't make the final, but no yeah. sixth place team within the last ten years has been promoted from the championship. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's a fair fair point. Um, and actually, I would want I, I wanted to point out that Nick was completely wrong in everything he said about form uh, of of clubs. Just a just a podcast uh, general information call, um, but um, I, I I understand the sentiment, but um, but you're completely wrong on all those actually. <laughs> which in, in which way? So Blackburn I think has four draws and one defeat in the last five. No, I was talking about the results against us. Oh, against us. Ah, yes. okay. Well, that makes more sense. Then. Fine. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Just, uh, yeah, just no. before getting there. But I said, the, so we look at that and think, you're right. So in mill games, you normally look at draws. Sunderland's been draws. I think if it's draws, you know how that's going to work. We're going to end up with a penalty shootout. Now, the problem is, penalties, oh, yeah. we don't tend to score them and we don't tend to save them. Yeah. yeah. 
and and if if we're going to throw in statistics, um, I, I do want to point out that um, how many times again have we won a playoff? Zero. <laughs> ah, right. Yeah, yeah. There, there you go. That. I'm, I'm glad someone someone sorted out that um, that for me. That statistic. So well. here's the thing. Right now, if you take the last ten years of championship playoffs, as it stands right now, the the team with the statistically better chance is the fourth place team, which is Millsford. Yeah. 40% of the time, the fourth place team has gone up. But in saying that, third and fifth have gone up 30% of the time, both times. There is literally like nothing in the difference. But if you're a betting man, and I know you are, Nick, bet on one of the third, fourth, or fifth place teams because I can nearly guarantee you certainty it won't be the sixth. Yeah, it'd be interesting to spread betting on that one, but it was, um, yeah. I, I think I saw the stats as well. The sixth place doesn't go there. However, when he gets it right, which team gets the final, that doesn't really feel with your confidence either. No, yeah, it doesn't. No. So, like, if, if you want, if you want to comfort yourself in your in your sorrow for losing losing out in the playoffs, I would probably maybe put in uh, 50, 50 quid on Middlesbrough to win the playoffs. Yeah, but then if they if we lose and they lose out, also mean we've not only lost, you lost fifty quid as well. <laughs> yeah, well, that's just money. <laughs> plus, plus, I think they're only seventy four as well. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, we mentioned Tom Lockyer's goal, uh, Alex. We mentioned Tom Lockyer's goal, but we didn't mention the fact that he was in the championship team of the season. Yes, he was. He was indeed um, amazing. Uh, amazing that that he was. Um, no, what's more amazing is the only one who was from our team. Um, yeah, I, I see where you're coming from, but it's it's hard to deny that most of those players had to be had to be a, a Burnley Burnley players. And like I, I looked at the, looked at the team of the season last year, and I think we had both wing backs last mm. season. Uh, in the team of the year, but like this year, I can completely agree that Burnley's wingbacks were better than ours. Um, I, I, th- I think it's more Nick. up front. I think it's more up front. I mean, they, I think it came in. They had um, they has possibly had one of the Burnley players. Then they had Grockier's. Was the Burnley was the commentary one? Yeah. Nick, that, who, who else? Who else would you have had in? Uh, Carlton Morris. Yeah, that mm. was my pick too. Because I was looking through the rest when you said that. I'm looking through the team. and I'm like. Ethan Horvat, no. Cody Drame hasn't played enough games. Alfie Doughty, again, probably hasn't played enough games. The back three, apart from Lockyer, has been shuffled about quite a bit. Mm-hmm. The midfield have all missed games through injury. The only two really left are Adebayo and Morris, and I, I probably would have went with Morris above Adebayo because, just because of the season he's having. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I, I come up with the three up front where I think the two were kind of, you know, 20-ish goals. And the third had about 12 goals. And I think, well, Morris has got 20 goals and about seven assists. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I think I think, I think Morris was, was done, uh, was hard done by then. Because if you also look, he he he, he scored, I think it was 14 goals last season at Barnsley. It was only about eight, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it could have been. But I know, like, I know he didn't get double figures. No, but he, 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 he did quite good on a team that was quite bad. And then he came to Luton and did really well. Um, so, so yeah, I, I think I think Morris should have maybe gotten into the team. But then again, 
I am very biased and I look at everything in uh, in my orange glasses. But um, but, However, but yeah. If 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 we got through if we got through the playoffs, we're in there, and Colson Morris there celebrating, do you think he's going to be going? My only regret this season, apart from going up, well, not not regret, is that I didn't get the team this season. What's wrong with it? Oh, I call, I don't think he gives a fuck. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He's gonna get I, plenty. I think of right rewards. now. I think right now he's looking at whatever bonus he has in his contract to pay for Tom Lockyer's uh, trip to Portugal. <laughs> Yeah, and he's gonna he's he's gonna get uh, plenty of awards at the Luton end of season um, thing as well. Anyway, so yeah, I, I think he's gonna be quite happy, uh, quite a happy chappy when uh, when everything is over, especially if we get promoted because uh, yeah, that will open the that will have to that will open up Gary Sweet's uh, pockets in order to pay out more wages and bonuses. Well, if we get yeah, if we come back, we got 100 million, well, 90 million after improvements to go up, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. Well, we we will get more, far oh, more, hundred million. Yeah, <laughs> far that's more, hundred and eighty million. I guess we would end up with, and that that's just for the first season. So, we'll just okay, we, it would only be one season, realistically. Though, come on. No, well, we still get uh, we we'll still get the parachute payments. Why? When we, um, because if you look at the teams going up, especially through the playoffs, and you look mm-hmm. at how we've done it, I think best win the world. We'd got there. Get beat most weeks, cause a few bloody noses, come back down, build the ground, rebuild. It's fine. Yeah. And okay. We, and, so I know you're not. And, I know you're not a Brentford fan, but did you think the same way about Brentford when they went up to the Premier League? Yeah. Did you think Brentford would stick around as long as they have? No, I think they had slightly more investment going to the team though as well. But it's um, don't get me I wrong. Mean, yeah, they probably do. They probably do. But I. I'm not. I'm not saying we're going to go up and stay. I'm not. I. I do think that it'd be a one-season thing. But I am in no way, shape, or form going into the season thinking, okay, let's just turn up for to make the make up the numbers. I, I'm seriously thinking we can cause some upsets. We could definitely yeah. cause because oh, we can, not we many some upsets, but it was, um, players are going to turn up to Kenilworth Road and go, what the fuck is going on? Oh, that'd be hilarious. Something. I mean, I actually saw some article. I think yes, it was the Sun, but it was um. They're speaking to the residents around the ground because they've been saying, oh, this ground could be Premier League. Oh, it's right between houses. And then somebody goes, oh, yes, our windows get broken by footballs occasionally. I looked like I thought, absolute fucking bollocks. There is no way footballs break windows in that ground. <laughs> no, not after the drain that got put up, no. <laughs> well, no, I think no, they're behind the Oak Road they were saying. I'm thinking, how? They would have to actually go through corrugated steel, another wall, Hits and then somehow still have enough energy to break a window. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. I've known so. a few Luton Town players that could probably do that. One, yeah. one, one broken gutter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Another, another That's person good. who was recognised at the EFL End of Year Awards was Les, uh, Les Miller. Mm. Uh, never met Les personally, but have read enough to know that he does an awful lot for the club, Nick, and extremely well deserved. He's a nice guy. No, I, I know him. He's a nice guy. He's come out a couple of things. So, um, shies away from the limelight a bit. I mean, I'm sure he doesn't know that. Doesn't mind that, sorry. Um, I know he's run some marathons. It's um, People said there are other people other people like the guy, Mark Crowther, who cycles games. But no, Les Miller, I've got a lot of time for him. He's a nice guy. Yeah. I, he was actually the first real Luton fan I ever met. Um, that happened after I took a train trip from... Trondheim to Oslo and then to Stavanger. It was uh, 
Kevin Blackmail, uh, uh, Kevin Kevin Blackmail or Kevin Blackwell's uh, season as a manager, and uh, we were playing against a team Norwegian side that uh, well probably no Luton fan had heard of. But there he was, Les Miller and his lovely wife, and I got to meet them. And we sat through, we sat together for the whole game and had a good chat. And we've been friends ever since. And yeah, amazing guy, running the, helping running the Bobbers club, that travel club for since 1979. Um, yeah, does an awful lot more. He he was involved uh, with giving general advice. Um, during some of the crisis uh, crisis times that Luton Luton fans have been through with with Gurney and with uh, with uh, the Pinkney era as well. So yeah, um, yeah, I have a lot of time from him. He, he's an amazing guy, and yeah, it's truly truly deserved. Absolutely, absolutely. And Nick, we're going to finish it there. Anything you want to say before we leave? Uh, yeah, don't do the next one on Friday on the bank holiday weekend. You don't want to say, Gavin, you were right? What? Excuse you don't me? want to say, Gavin, you were right? Uh, like you, uh, Every no, single stat you've brought up this this week seems to be just based on what I said last week. So I'm, uh, I'm expecting that, hey, Gavin, you know what? You, you were actually right. I would say, Gavin, you were right, but my mum told me not to lie. <laughs> And so the love saga of the Luton Town International podcast continues. Oh, there actually was one more thing I wanted to bring up. Nick, you sent us something in the group chat. Uh, Luton Town's weekly loss is 144000 which obviously is a lot of money to me and you and any normal person, but for the football club itself is actually pittance compared to what some of the other teams are losing. Mm-hmm. What I want to know is how much of that 144000 is Gary Sweet paying to you? Oh, all of it. That's what I thought. Per week. For the, for the services of Mr. P.R. <laughs> no, I mean, on that one, it's just that you have a look and think, it's a staggering amount of money. It's about the fourth lowest in the championship. And thinking, this is nuts league. I mean, this was last season. And the three who had absolute astronomical weekly costs. So the three went up. I mean, thinking, everybody is gambling their entire future on this. It's like Sheffield United. Sheffield United. There was a story a few weeks ago about some, you know, having to cut back on paint and heating sort of the training pitch because how much debt they're in. And yeah. it's basically if they didn't go, if they hadn't gone up, they would have been screwed potentially. And think this is how nuts the league has got. Yeah, and they even had a transfer embargo and post on them. Yeah. So yeah, it says it all about the craziness of football. But but the fact that that the fact that we are running at a hundred and forty four thousand pound loss per week. Per week, um, it, it it is horrifying to think of. Like, imagine like during this financial struggle that you know every everyday person is experiencing. Imagine having having that turnover every week as as like a normal 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 family. Um, it just says it all about how crazy and unsustainable football has become, and 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 that the real change needs to happen. On a on on a global global level for 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 the game we all love love and, and cherish. Well, I think when, when we actually sort of came out to the championship, Gary Sweet made the comments of you know this is the craziness we're now having to deal with. He goes right, this is a league where if you don't lose 39 million pounds over three seasons, so if you're losing less than 13 million pounds a season, it's considered successful. And he goes, this is nuts. 
Yeah, completely agree. And thankfully, our club is not run that way, and we know that we're going to have a club going forward, and we appreciate everything that 2020 and Gary Sweet does in that regard, and the shareholders. I'm, so, I'm sure Rob Stringer's putting in putting in quite a bit of money. Uh, with that said, that is it for this week from the Luton Town International Podcast. Uh, join us again next week. I'm sure we'll be here. It's not a bank holiday weekend, so I'm sure Nick will be here too. Uh, actually, it's a bank holiday weekend next weekend as well. Fucking Brits.